Welcome to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. Here we'll share stories of adults over 55 making a difference and making disciples. I'm Ryan Marcella, and here's our host, Judy Papano Wick. Well, today this is just an extra treat for me. In life, my dad once said to me, Judy, if you if you go through life and you have one really, really, really good friend, consider yourself blessed. And I feel like I have been very blessed because God has blessed me with several really, really good friends. But my lifelong friend that is my always, my go-to girl is Candy Cystic Gaeta. So Candy, welcome today to our Yes Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Judy. And I feel the same way, friend. You're my lifelong friend. And I love you dearly. Oh, I love you so much. And we can always just pick up where we left off. And it's just been a, a, a friendship that I, I treasure with all of my heart. So Candy and I go way, way back to, uh, uh, we went to the same home church in uh, Southern California. It was then called Covina Assembly of God Church. And her father was the music minister at the church. And uh Candy's a couple years younger than me, so I, uh, when I went away to a, a Christian college up in Northern California, I was in my senior year when Candy started as her as a freshman, and we roomed that year together, and the rest is history. From that, uh, we we knew each other before, but we really knew each other as roommates, and now lifelong friends. So Candy, I just appreciate so much your friendship. And then over the years, uh, Candy, uh, when we first started Yes, which was, I think, around 12 years ago, uh, we had considered inviting Candy to, uh, to be on our board. And someone had cautioned us that never do you want to ask a really close friend to be on, on a board. And so we took that advice and, uh, put off uh, uh, that invitation for a few years. But then uh, a couple years ago, it just made sense to revisit and no regrets there. So Candy actually serves as the chair of uh, the Yes, Young Enough to Serve board. So you wear many hats. (laughs) (laughs) I do. This is true. So Candy, a few years ago, I know that I interviewed you on a on a podcast. And so people are welcome, obviously, to go back and look at that uh, on our web or listen to that on our website. So I think today we're just going to go ahead and dive into just um, a couple questions that I sent Candy that I think uh, I think her responses are those that our listeners will really uh, appreciate. So I'm excited about this. So Candy, I just wonder, is there an older adult who has really made an impact on your life? Judy, I can say unequivocally, without a doubt, that person in my life um, was my mother. Um, She was a godly, she was a selfless influence in really every area of my life. And by the way, this is an interesting little anecdote. Today um, marks 25 years that she left this earth for wow. her eternal reward. Oh. So it's this very day. 25 um, years ago today. Wow. 25 years wow. ago, December 3rd, 1995. 
Um, I'm sitting here. I'm wearing her Bethlehem uh, cross. I've been wearing that for a couple of days just because I've been reminiscing in my heart and I've mm. been telling stories. Mm. And if it's possible, I'd like to share just a memory that comes to me that really kind of launched me as an adult. I, I kind of always walked in my mom's shadow just because I just admired her so. And Judy, you knew her, so you oh. you know what a woman of God she was, and yes. the many fact, lives she touched. She was my um, she was a Sunday school teacher for me uh, in high school, and she was also uh, the missionettes, the girls program. She was the missionette uh, leader. So uh, obviously, I had the friendship with you and your sisters, but then she was my teacher, and so the roots go really, really deep there. And there was there was just no one like Genevieve Sistic. Yeah, she she was one godly, incredible woman. But if I could take you back 25 years ago, we were in her room in her home. She had been in uh, the hospital. She'd been with my other sister for a while, and she told Cheryl, I just want to go home. Hmm. And so we had a hospice nurse there with her for a number of weeks. But the day that it was evident she was drawing to the end of her life, there were just streams of people that would come. It was as if there was a schedule sent out and people just had signed up for certain segments of time to come in. It was all morning and into the afternoon that people would come and pay their respects and just tell her goodbye. So she was in and out of consciousness that day. And after the bulk of the people had left, there were just some family around the bed. And I got right down next to her and I said, Mom, I noticed that her eyes caught mine and and I could see she was uh, conscious and that she was zeroing in on what I had to say. And I said, Mom, do you have any idea the people that have been around this bed today to say goodbye? They just wanted to say, Mom, how your life impacted theirs and what an incredible person you were to each of these people that had come to say their goodbyes. And she just looked at me and she's without missing a beat. She looked right into my eyes and she said, Candy, your life has impacted many. Now you go live your life. Mm. And wow. I I actually looked around at that moment and there were my sisters and there were other grandkids around, but she spoke that directly to me. I felt like it was an old Testament blessing that she was getting to pour oil over my head and let it run down into my beard, which I don't have, but Oh good. I, I have taken that and I will never forget those words to my soul. They spoke. That is so beautiful. And so ah. I still feel like I could never match up to hers, but God's given me a life to live, and mm. that's my greatest uh, desire to impact others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I want to say also, Judy, um, there have been other adults, and I just want to mention, not because I'm talking to you, but your mama has really been an incredible role model. Mm. And I can remember one weekend, and you'll remember this time that I came up to Bethany, and actually you and I both spoke at a staff devotions, which is 
just funny in retrospect because of all the people that that group of staff members would have said, oh, these two will come back and one day speak to us. <laughs> speak as, wisdom. As <laughs> yeah. Uh, we would not be on that list. But for some reason, that all worked out. And you and I were, were both, you, they asked you and then you said, oh, but I'm here. Candy's here. So she's going to talk a little bit also. So that was all happening that same weekend. But I was in your parents' home and with you. And I, I, I look back at that time and that was, my goodness, I'm going to say 30 years ago. Yeah, sounds like it. At least. But just the way your mom went about her duties was such peace and such confidence uh, and love. It spoke to me volumes and she never really said a word to me about it. But I was watching her intently and something about that, and, and a, you know, I've seen your mom over a variety of years in many situations, but that weekend speaks to me greatly. And mm -hmm. I endeavored to go back home and emulate that kind of peace. So that's that story. Wow. Um, just a special lady to me. Oh, well, Candy, thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And I know, I feel like you and I um, were so incredibly blessed to be raised in a church. Candy, remember how we used to call the older people, and when I say older, I just meant older than us, but the grownups, oh, we called if them. If they were 40, they were older. Oh, for sure. But we called them by their last name, but brother and sister. Oh, we did. Yeah. And it was disrespectful to not do that. Yeah. So my mom would have been uh, Sister Papineau, and your yes. mom would have been Sister Sistic to me. Yeah. I don't know if that memory Indeed. just came to me. I know. Right. Youth nowadays, that's, they would go, what? That's right, Sister Wick. <laughs> okay, Sister Guyana. So moving along here. So obviously with you being uh, on our Yes board, and we've had many, many uh, – discussions about ageism and how it just seems to have kind of reared its ugly head in many different places in our world. But do you feel that ageism is prevalent uh, in your church, uh, in your ministry? And if so, how do you feel that your church or your team is addressing this? Well, I'm kind of in a unique situation right now. My husband, Art, and I uh, it's very unique, and I actually would not recommend it for others, but it's making sense to us right now. So we're actually a part of two different churches. Um, two to three times a month, I'm a part of a, a music ministry at a large uh, kind of a traditional church with a lot of uh, gray-headed folk that attend. Um, and I'm a part of their blended, they call it worship team. Mm -hmm. um, and actually it's filling a void for me and I trust it blesses others. So that's uh, ageism. They kind of cater to the, the older group, if I could say that. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the Sundays that I'm not there uh, and before COVID, we would attend a huge church that has five campuses and they certainly don't cater in any way, shape or form to the older generation. I, 
although I love it, I, I actually see uh, the good and the benefits in both ministries. Right. And so to compare them, it would be ridiculous because they're so far removed from one another. But I feel like um, there's got to be a balance between those two. And as I, I go to the one church that's more traditional and then I go to the other church that is completely contemporary, I often think, wow, if if somehow the two could mix mm -hmm. and the two could truly be a blended service, uh, I don't see it being addressed actually in either setting. Um, in the one church, I don't think anyone's on the platform uh, that's over 30. Well, except for the senior pastor. He's, he is, but he's pretty hip. <laughs> but and in the other congregation, anyone that participates is definitely older. So I feel like both generations could do a better job of um, including the other throughout the, the service in whatever capacity. Uh, yeah, I do think that it's an issue. Um, I, I, I think it's a cultural issue. I don't know where this started in the congregations, uh, Judy, when, like we've talked about, when you and I were growing up, there wasn't the sense that, okay, if you're this age, I mean, we were kind of in Sunday school classes that were age appropriate, but as far as the main worship service, I feel like from the youngest to the oldest, um, people participated. It wasn't segmented out like that don't you feel right candy and like you said i mean we did have uh it was segmented as far as our you know uh the children's ministry our youth group and naturally we wanted to be with our peers and that is so so important but i also felt that uh we were in the adult worship services enough and we were around them enough like in the foyer or just i don't know hanging out and they knew us, like the older adults, they, they, they knew who we were. They, they would offer prayers for us when we would come home from uh, the, the Bible college that we were attending. You know, they wanted to know all the updates and everything. And so they were really invested big time in our lives. Right. And I'm sure like you got, did you get a quilt from the... WMCs that Absolutely. they all signed. Absolutely. That was a wonderful, wonderful gift. I had that for years. I think that was on my children's beds until the thing I'm, finally fell apart. I'm right with you on that, Sister Gaeta. Totally. I, <laughs> I know I had that quilt. Yeah. Probably wasn't that long ago that uh, it, it found another home. But uh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Judy, I believe that when Jesus looks at the body of Christ, he doesn't see wrinkles as an obstacle to ministry. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it's just the opposite. I think God uses all of our life's experiences to deepen us um, as we learn to live out Titus 2. And, you know, I as I was reading that portion of scripture in Titus 2, I don't know that I ever saw the emphasis before on the words 
that the older men need to be taught. And then as it goes on down, it says, likewise, teach the older women. Mm. So I just do those verses, but I didn't realize that there was a teaching portion of it. And I think that's what Yes has stepped up to do, um, to teach right. how, how are we then to be. Well, the older men, you know, there's a, uh, Paul says they need to be taught to be temperate and worthy of respect, self-controlled, sound in faith and love and endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way to live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. And then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children. Um, That really stood out to me. We still need to be taught as seniors Mm -hmm. and reminded that we have purpose. Right. Um, we need to be reminded not to compare or refuse to be critical or that we shouldn't look at outward appearance, but look at the heart of these younger people coming up. Yeah, they do things differently, but look at their heart and don't be critical. Refuse to be a critic. Um, that's so important. Just pray for those and, they're, they're receiving the baton. What kind of baton are we giving them? Absolutely. We need to give them the, uh, a torch that's mm. positive and not to be critics. Excellent, excellent words and, and advice, Candy. Um, what, do you, what do you think keeps some Christians from really fleshing out the Great Commission? Judy, if I can be blunt... I'm just going to say it in one word. I think it's selfishness. Um, We like the comfortable life, and it's hard to step outside of ourselves and just roll up our sleeves and see the needs and actually not just say, well, I'll pray about it, but actually roll up our sleeves and and help do whatever we can. Um, You know, a lot of this generation... Um, we've kind of come to believe that retirement is me time. Mm -hmm. But the real truth is every breath we have is on God's time. And there's so much we can do. There's so many ways we can minister, practical ways, uh, just being there, just like I mentioned your mom, she didn't even know that I was observing her in the mm-hmm. way that I was that weekend and the impact. Just the way she lived her life, mm-hmm. how that influenced me and how I took it into my soul and my spirit and said, Lord, what do I need to do? What things need to leave so I can be a peaceful mom mm-hmm. and a peaceful spouse? That, you know, all of us can do that. We all have been called. I, um, excuse me, but I was just thinking, lest there be one listener that would think, okay, well, now what is the Great Commission? And um, so the Great Commission is coming from uh, Matthew uh, chapter 29, or excuse me, 28, the last chapter in Matthew, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Mm-hmm. So going and making disciples. And I like that you're just bringing out just some natural ways that we do this, that sometimes I think that we think, 
fulfilling the Great Commission is going overseas. And while that right. definitely is part of it, it's also fulfilling what is at hand, what is, who's in your house, who's in right. your neighborhood, you know, who's right. in your sphere of influence. What's right in front of you. What's right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, just a little example, Judy, uh, just found out my son has COVID, just found out yesterday. And his wife is, of course, quarantined, and they have four children. Mm. So just a little example, I just texted her before we started this, and I said, what can I do? And um, she says, well, we've got dinner covered tonight, but boy, tomorrow afternoon, is there any chance? And I said, absolutely. I mean, it's a simple thing. I'll yeah. just make more yeah. tonight than I normally would, and I'll make it hot, and I'll deliver it. And that's the thing I can do. That's part absolutely. of making disciples. Um Absolutely. Being the hands and feet and whatever. And Candy, when you and I talked um, last week, there was a story that you were just telling me of just something that had just happened recently. And we weren't, we weren't talking about this podcast or anything, but I would just love it. I know this is kind of like spur of the moment, but I would love for you to tell the story, the taco story. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll preface that by saying a long time ago, I heard of a guy that lost a lot of weight just by having Taco Bell tacos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, man, I could do that. I'm trying to lose a little weight here. And um, so that was actually just my excuse. So I went and got a couple tacos, and I was doing a bunch of errands. So I pulled around the corner and sat under a tree to eat my tacos. And I positioned myself just so I could kind of, I was in front of Costco or not far away. And I, I like to people watch as I know you do too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so I was just getting ready to eat my tacos when out of my peripheral vision, I saw a guy walking and I say that term loosely. He, he really wasn't walking. He was barely moving forward because it was apparent he had something like multiple sclerosis and he was at best shuffling, at best just barely one foot in front of the other. And I noticed he was holding a sign, but I didn't really catch it, what that was until he got closer. And then he positioned himself not very far from where I was, and he held up a sign that said, anything will help, thank you. Mm. And so I thought, oh boy, this must mean I'm supposed to give him one of these precious tacos I have. And so I said, well, I'll just get out and give him a taco. And the Lord said, nope, that's not what you're going to give him. Eat your tacos and um, you can find them later. So I ate and then he disappeared as I was eating and I didn't exactly see where he went. So after I was done eating my tacos, I drove around a little bit and I couldn't find him, but just as I was ready to leave, there I saw him walking again. He had just tried to get to a busier corner, I guess. And so I pulled up and I rolled down my window and I said, excuse me. And so he came over painfully, came over to my window and he stuck his head in there. And I said, hi. I said, uh, here, I have some money for you. I said, but 
tell me your story. Tell me who you are. Tell me what's going on. So he said, hey, my name's Brandon. And as he began to talk, I realized there was more than just the multiple sclerosis. His face, uh, he really had some issues. And I was, Mm. he struggled to talk, but he began to tell me his name was Brandon told me he was a preemie at birth and had really uh, struggled to live the first couple years. But as he went on through his life, he um, he was able to, you know, get an education and so forth. His dad was a, a military man, so they moved around a lot. But now they were here. He was born in Germany. And I don't know, he, he just told me a story like I asked him to. But he said the last couple of years, the multiple sclerosis has gotten a lot worse and he hasn't been able to get a decent job. So he said, I'm out here embarrassing myself every day because I've got two daughters and a beautiful wife mm. and I panhandle enough to get the money for a hotel every night, which is $86 a night. Some nights I don't make it. And so we sleep in the car. Oh. He said, about all I have is this cell phone and my children, and my wife. And we are sometimes living out of our car, and when I can make enough money, we stay in a hotel for the night. Oh, man, he had my heart. Mm. I, I, I felt bad that I didn't have more money to give him, but as we talked, I said, hey, I know of a couple resources. I know of some ministries around. I said, here, write this down. And so I gave him those, that information. Um, and I prayed with him. I blessed him. And I said, you know, God's got a plan, Brandon. I don't know. Some things don't seem right. Things right. aren't fair. But God sees you. I want you to know God sees you. He knows your situation. He also said that, um, he said, my wife is Mormon, um, Latter-day Saints, and he said, if I were to take on her faith, we'd get all the help we need. He said, but I can't lower myself to that. I I cannot believe their faith. He said, so I have decided, no, I can't do that. He said, but I'll, I'll look into your ministries that you're talking about. and um, I appreciate it so much. So I left, and boy, I just couldn't get Brandon out of my heart and out of my life. And actually told my sister about it. Later, she was able to find him when she went to Costco, gave him some money. And then a couple weeks later, I happened to go back, and I saw him there. And I said, hey... Uh, I have a little more money for you, but tell me, were you able to make contact with those ministries? And he said, I I did. He said, I'm on a waiting list for a home to take my family to and also on another list uh, for some aid. He said, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm excited about that. Wow. So now I was by there again the other day and, and a couple different times and I looked for him, but I haven't seen him. So I'm just praying that he made those contacts, that he and his family are in a home um, that is sponsored by some of these other ministries. So that's my prayer. I still pray for Brandon. 
and it's just um, I carry a soft spot for mm. him. And Candy, I I just love that about you. Thank you for just being so open to just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and I think that is so. I think that's one of the most exciting things about being a disciple maker is just waking up with that anticipation. God, who can you lead me to today that I could be your hand extended to? And I just thank you for being obedient to that. And yes, we just pray that Brandon and his family, that they'll, they'll, they'll find a job and shelter and just everything being taken care of, but above all spiritually, that that family will be blessed. Thank you for your sensitivity on that. Mm. I wish I could say I, I'm that obedient and sensitive every single day, but I, I know the voice of the Holy Spirit, so I, that's my prayer. My, I endeavor to be obedient. Candy, we do. We endeavor to be obedient, and God knows we're going to blow it some days or we're going to try and drown out that quiet voice of the Holy Spirit and just, you know, justify it by we don't have time or I'm going to look the other way or whatever. But when we open up and when we are obedient, uh, I just think it makes life just so much more exciting. So, Candy, as ministers say in closing... um, I just want to, uh, just in a nutshell, what are you passionate about today besides Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love being a Nana and I've got 10 of my own grandchildren and 13 from art and they're my own also. So we have a total of 23 grandchildren. Um, I have four of my own and their spouses and art has four and their spouses. Uh, so I like to be mom and Nana to that whole tribe. Um, but in addition, um, stepping out and getting to be, uh, a mom to an assortment of others, whoever God brings into my life. I love to mother. Uh, and just love on people, mostly women that God brings my way. It, that's just exhilarating to me. Well, you um, do it so I just, well. I love pouring into young moms and women of all ages. Because um, you know what, Judy? I've gone through some stuff. Yes, you have. Um, throughout my lifetime, and with God's help, I've grown through some really, really difficult situations. And now that I'm kind of on the other side of that, um, I have taken 2 Corinthians 1.3 as my life verse, and it's this. And with the same comfort that I've been comforted with, I can comfort others in their troubles. And Judy, which, which one of us is mm-hmm. not devoid? Which one is not devoid of troubles? We all have them. Right. Um, and it's just so exciting to me. Um, God just seems to bring young moms, different women along just at the right time. They knock on my casita door and we just chat over tea as long as we have a Kleenex box nearby. Sorry for that Layla dog. That's okay. That's okay. That's part of your, she's part of your story too. Well, she, she she could be she she helps minister too a little bit. <laughs> yes, she she, does. she loves on people. 
I wished our listeners that don't know Candy personally could know her because, Candy, you exude with the presence of Jesus and his spirit. And I just thank you for your huge heart. Always keep that sensitivity. You um, you minister just just by being you. And uh, aside from just being a fun and funny friend, I just love it because you walk so close to Jesus. So could you just please uh, say a, a prayer of blessing over our listeners? Judy, I would love that. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray, you know, that song, the Carrie Job song, um, the blessing. I, I, You know how that's just mm-hmm. taken off during mm-hmm. this COVID season. But I love how that comes from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. And I'm just going to pray that mm-hmm. over anyone who's in the sound of my voice. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Jesus, I just thank you for anyone who's hearing this today. Lord, you alone know our hearts. You alone know what we're facing, what's ahead for us. We don't know what's around the corner, but you do, Lord, and Will you just steady our hearts? Would you just show yourself to us, Lord? Hold us closely. Hold anyone that's struggling today close to you, Lord. May they just feel your comforting arms around them. Uh, We ask that you'll just massage their hearts and their spirits today, Lord. We thank you for who you are. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. For more information about YES and to find this episode's show notes, you can visit us online at yestoserve.org. Also, if this podcast was helpful or encouraging to you, please share it on social. And if you would be so kind, please leave a rating and review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, I don't know about you, but I only listen to the podcasts I'm subscribed to. So hit subscribe. It's absolutely free. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.